Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Vin and Lawyer Show, where we talk shit and do other things. Welcome, welcome. And yes, that's pretty much it. And hello, I am Noira, and here we also got Vin. We are hosting... We are going to be your host for today. So, good morning, good afternoon, or whatever time it is. Well, it's... At the time of recording, it's currently at the afternoon. It's like... 6 38 p.m on my side and i haven't uh-huh. had dinner what time is it at your side it's uh 7 30 I, I guess i had dinner already i had like some weird shit from filipino filipino <laughs> that's one way to describe your dinner <laughs> <laughs> weird shit from the Fili- philippines okay yeah. but you know you know what i noticed man like i tried filipino what? food once right when i was in sydney and uh-huh. it tasted a lot like indonesian food uh, y- y- actually, Indonesian food is a lot more, like, it has more spice to it. Filipinos are just, they're very bland. It's just either sour or sweet, and that's no, it. No, 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 but there's, like, lots of sweetness to it. Like, you know, like, like it, so it's got that, that, that taste of, like, ketchup manis kind of thing. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, so, like, yeah. Especially with, your, like, your barbecue skewers and stuff, it's very similar. Uh, I guess, I guess. It's all dry and sticky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I also, when, when I went to the Filipino restaurant, um, I tried this Filipino beer. It was like really cheap. It was red. I think there was like a horse on it. Is this San it. Miguel? I don't know. It's not San Miguel. We got that like here, like, you know, at the common bars. It was like, I think it was like Red, red horse. horse. Was it Red Horse? Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, Why? Red Horse. It, it's all right. It's pretty cheap. It's just, it tastes like piss. It tastes like Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> all right. It tastes like shit. Okay, okay. It, it tastes like piss. It's cheap, but so you know, it's all right. Mm. Anyway, what do we have on for today's agenda? So today we're going to do basically our, our introduction so that you guys get to know more about ourselves and whatnot. And along with some other ideas, uh, some other updates that we do in our regular lives. If you guys haven't noticed, our main thing is that we talk about shit and we do it for the giggles. Mm-hmm. So uh, to start us off, Noira, my yeah. first question to you is that how do you get into Twitch? Why do I feel like a celebrity right now being, like, fucking interviewed? <laughs> it's, like, probably the first thing that happens when, you know, you get, like, someone, like, Lyric getting popular and they get interviewed. It's like, so how did you get into Twitch? <laughs> uh, Is it the voice as well? Please tell me it's the voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Yay! But, um... It's weird because it's not as if I'm that big on Twitch yet or anything, but... I know, I know, but it's always interesting to figure out why people do things. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I got into Twitch because at one point, um, I wasn't... I, I'm not able to game as much as I used to, right? Um, at one point in my life, I got mm. pretty busy. And I, um, I used to be a total hardcore gamer. I used to be that type of, for example, World of Warcraft player, player who would... Uh, Mm-hmm. Stay up all night, be a raid leader, and try to get through dungeons and shit like that, and sleep at like 5 a.m. I can't really do that much anymore. Uh, so I figured, hey, um, so well, how about because I play rarely anyway, why don't I stream it as well? If I, when I play, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, so basically, the stars aligned for you, and you said, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's what you gotta do to start anything, right? You just gotta say the world's like, fuck it, let's go. 
like this podcast fuck it let's go pretty much yes <laughs> and the funny thing when i first started was that a few of my friends um i think i announced it on facebook or something i can't remember and mm-hmm. one of my friends was like um but if you why do you want to start streaming like there are lots of grill uh, streamers out there or like you know booby streamers and stuff like that mm. like why do you want to stream i'm like i don't give a shit about them <laughs> i just want to stream because it's fun and then whatever comes if it's cool i keep it if not then i'll go <laughs> right 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 yeah but it turns out that twitch is, is fun you know you get to meet lots of um amazing viewers they're fun and very mm-hmm. sincere i mean you get you you, you get dick bags every once in a while but basically mm-hmm. it's all right so it's yeah. a community that gets that gets you going yeah basically. yeah the community's great it's like the community of my viewers um yeah as long as you filter them right and get the right people <laughs> to be your viewers right, right. and not some random perverts i mean it's fun it's amazing i mean i, I reckon people should try out streaming it's not easy to get through but once you get the ball rolling and once you have like a few viewers mm-hmm. you'll get to know what i mean it's it's a fun community we shall see. At the moment, I have some shit, shit net, so... Ah, uh, yes. When are you going to upgrade <laughs> your net, man? Well, here's a story about that. Every month since I've arrived here in Philippines, which is like around four months ago, this stupid company has been telling me that fiber will come to my little area, my little village outside of Philippines, outside Manila mm-hmm. for the past four months. And they, every, th- every time I call them, they're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. It's, it's in the process of being approved and it's supposed to come next month. And like, yeah. <laughs> in in like in the Middle East, there's this thing that you, they always say. It's called Inshallah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's a religious word, right? Yeah, right? I hear but that a lot in We all know what it means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like underlining meanings of like, yeah, maybe not. No, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like that fake hope kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, but it's worse because it's in English, so you really get that fake hope going. Whereas in the Middle East, they say Inshallah, and you know it's what's up already. <laughs> Dude, you know, I think maybe the next time they ask for payment for your internet, how about you reply the same thing to them? It's like, oh yeah, um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I'll get it to you next month. I swear. I, I, hopefully, I'll, I'll get the funds next month, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for my bank to approve my 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 transaction. So hopefully, it comes next month. We'll see. Yeah, just re- just see like what what happens to them when they get a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, but is it is it really like? You don't really have any other internet service provider there, none. Yeah, zero. I'm like I'm like like American sur- suburbs, uh-huh. but you add a village on top of that, and that's basically where I live. A, s- a village in a suburb. What? Manila's <laughs> is one giant capital area, right? Yeah. So I live on the on the corner of one of those areas. How it's called far- Antipolo. How far is it from like your place to the main capital, like to the city? So, By car. the amount of time it takes me to get to my main stopping, not my, 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 my main hangout area, takes me around two hours if there's traffic. Holy shit. And if it's rush hour on a Friday coming home, maybe three or four. Okay, so you're kind of like in the outskirts of the, of the city then. Hold up. If there's no traffic, it takes me 20 minutes what to get the there. What the fuck? <laughs> I've been to Indonesia and your traffic is shit but you you should see Philippines. No 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 okay. but it's it's pretty bad sometimes too. I remember chucking a UE uh a U-turn doing a U-turn once um in like this highly congested mm-hmm. CBD area. It took me fucking an hour to it was literally in front of me this this UE was like 300 meters in front of me but the traffic was crazy. It took mm-hmm. me an hour to actually do the U-turn. I think if there was um 
this uh, showdown between uh, Jakarta traffic and like Filipino uh, Philippines traffic or like Manila traffic. I don't know. Our one gets pretty bad. Uh, you, you just have to come here and find out. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. Bad. <laughs> I guess I guess I have to go there and find out and eat your food happily. Um, Filipino food. I'm actually sick of it. <laughs> I'm really sick of Filipino food. Hey, I man, didn't grow but, up eating Filipino food, so. But but if you if you get out of the city, like get out of the country, you'll miss it, then. No, I, I did not. I did not really? miss it. <laughs> really? No, dude. Wow. I'm a pasta guy all the way through and through. <laughs> or bread or sandwiches. That, oh, that's me. Here's the thing. You're a chef. You can make whatever you need to your taste. So you're yeah, fine. But, uh, how, many sh- how many chefs have you met said, that said they cook at home? That's true. For fun. <laughs> that's well, okay, true. I take that back. Cook at home for like livelihood? Because I know chefs that cook for fun. I cook for yeah, fun. Yeah, mostly but- it's all fun. But... Is it so? So basically, if you need to cook, you're hungry. Let's say you're hungry. You got the ingredients. You get lazy if you just need to cook it. Do you get lazy? Oh fuck yes! <laughs> All right. Extremely. Okay, so you're no different from from the rest of us. Since I'm a chef, right? I'm already planned this. I've already planned that I'm gonna get so lazy that all I have to do is open up a can of tuna and just put it on top of my rice. Oh my god, you're like me. I thought like chefs would be a bit different, but no, you're as tasteless nah. as I am. <laughs> Us chefs are, are just humans, don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, this is this is a big idea with chefs that people will be like, Oh, is it good is the food good enough? Do you like it? I'm like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Stop asking me. I just it's, I just it's, need it's to seriously eat. Seriously a problem. Yes, yeah. I guess people forget that chefs are human as, humans as well. <laughs> yeah, some of us have wallets that are very, very thin. Not because we have credit cards. Yeah. And by the way, wait, I'm curious. In the Philippines, is it normal to have, like, multiple credit cards? So, it depends where you live. If you live in the fancy, fancy area where I used to live, not because I had the money, but because it was useful. But anyways, if you live in that area, it's very common to have multiple credit so, cards. So, what is the average... Um, number of credit cards you have i personally have two looking through trying to get three but those two are international ah <laughs> uh, all right so it's really yeah. different for me yeah here in jakarta what i noticed like is from um my circle and yeah mostly their parents not so much my friends but uh, like mm-hmm. the the parents of my friends uh, the older generation basically they they love keeping like heaps of credit cards for like the freebies and the bonuses and the discounts and shit like that right and especially like mm-hmm. airport lounge access and stuff oh so, that's beautiful yeah i mean I, I think it's totally worth it but for example my mom she has at least seven credit cards from all from different banks which mm-hmm. i i don't understand <laughs> like yeah, I don't understand that at all. Maybe it's the Asian way of trying to, you know, hustle and kind of save up as much as you can. So you need all the discounts. Really? So you make all the credit cards, I guess. And and you have to like have this large travel wallet to to keep everything because it doesn't yeah. fit. I don't know how many credit cards my mom has, but I'm sure there's a lot. Because <laughs> she literally gets in every airport lounge and she gets every discount I've ever heard. Okay, of. yeah, yeah. Your mom and my mom kind of <laughs> sound similar. <laughs> From a credit card point of view, at least. <laughs> yeah, from a credit card point of view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is she, was she, is she gonna get the tat? I've been convincing my mom for the past, ever since I got my first tattoo, so that's like two years ago. I've been trying to convince her to get a tattoo, as well as my brother, but more just me. 
I think she's ready to get a tattoo. She just doesn't know when. She's almost at that retirement age, so I think she's a lot more open to getting a tattoo. So yeah, yeah. it's not that taboo, is it? In like your culture? Well, I th- I th- in Philippines, I think it is. I mean, I haven't been here long enough to know, but I do get the stairs, and I have a I just have one tattoo, and it doesn't even look that scary. Oh, really? <laughs> Because, like, the, the general stereotype here is that in Indonesia, if you walk around being a chick with tats, they, they think, you're like, you're some prostitute for hire. <laughs> it's the same here. It's the same here really? in Philippines, I think. I think. Yeah. It's like, anywhere you get your tat, it's just equivalent to a tramp stamp or something. I don't, I don't get yeah. it. It's really weird. Like I showed, I showed my tattoo to my grandma this, past, uh, this last week, uh-huh. and she gave me, like, the stink eye. <laughs> I told her, should I get more? She's like, no, 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 don't get any more. You dirty <laughs> little kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's a, like, a taboo with my culture, I guess, Indonesian culture and Asian Chinese culture in a way. Mm. Um, but mostly my mom uh, freaks out that I got a tat because she's just like, no, tattoos are like cancer. You know, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll result in cancer. Just wait it out a few years, you'll get cancer. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> so my mom didn't give me that spiel on tattoos about getting cancer, but she gives me mm-hmm. that spiel about getting cancer for everything else, <laughs> including microwaving shit. Oh, <laughs> dude, but I believed in that shit for the longest time until, you know, I, I finally one day Googled it on the internet. At, at one point, um, my dad, I think, rented an apartment, right? And I was chilling there. It actually had no mm. microwave. Because my okay. dad's scared of, you know, microwaves resulting in cancer. And then... Radiation. <laughs> radiation, yes. Like, uh, after, after I joined the, the culinary, whatever, career, you'd be surprised about the amount of microwaving that happens in the back of the kitchens. I've, I've been in the middle of Dubai, working in a hotel. I'm not going to say the name, but they microwave steaks, okay? <laughs> oh my... Oh, wow, Really? Especially if someone orders a well done and we're busy. Are you serious? We're like, all right. Yeah, dude, they're like, we're going to nuke that shit. Go. <laughs> Holy shit. But does it actually it's, turn out it's okay? Tough, like, chewy, decent? And well done. Uh, whoever eats steaks, well done, man. Mm, I cannot. Yeah. Uh, uh, it depends. If you're having a taco, I'll, I don't mind having my steak well done. Nah. <laughs> Well, unless if I have no choice, I'd eat it. But, like, if I had a choice, no, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, if I had a choice, uh, no. Uh, I'm a mid-rare person. Yeah, same, mid-rare. But anything above that is just too bloody, though. <laughs> I've actually ha- had, like, rare steaks. It depends. If you're willing to spend that money on, like, Wagyu beef, like, legit Wagyu beef, uh-huh. it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Yo, okay, so, um, wait, you, you, know, you know the Korean dish, right? UK? Uh, sounds familiar. What is it? It's like strips of raw beef with egg. And oh, like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that shit's delish. Beef tartar a la Korea. Yes, yes, pretty much, yes. <laughs> oh, also, since we're on the topic of food, um, the other day on Facebook, I saw an article about geoducks. Do you know about geoducks? Okay, that I don't mind. That tastes good. Yeah, because I know, like, geoducks are pretty popular in, like, Hong Kong and stuff. Because when I yes, was in Hong is. Kong, my ex... Uh, my ex's mom uh, had us buy geoducks for her for like mm-hmm. medicinal purposes and stuff like that. Hold up, isn't 
Isn't Geoduck like Psyduck's evolution <laughs> like Pokemon? <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, is it? Wait, nah, really? Is it? Ge uh, is let it? Me, let me I Google it. Hold up. Our geek credibility is going down very fast. I know, right? <laughs> no, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. We gotta look at this, man. Oh my god, I typed, I, I, I typed Psyduck. I probably don't want Psyduck. <laughs> You okay. want some side dick? What? No, fuck, fuck, no, fuck off. Wait. So, I, is it Geo Duck? I think it was Ge Wait, Psyduck. it's Gold Duck, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Goodbye to all my Pokemon days. I am no longer a viable Our Pokemon. Geek, master. The geek gods have not, are not happy about this. Yes, Professor Oak wouldn't even ask my gender or name. <laughs> he wouldn't give a shit about me. I don't give me. a fuck if you're male or female. <laughs> Fuck off, I don't even want you here in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna keep all my Charmanders to myself. <laughs> he gives you the Pokeball from the trash can. <laughs> but yes, uh, Geodogs. They look like penises. Yes, they do look like penises, and they taste very nice. <laughs> really? What do they taste like? Is it like abalone? Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. It's, it's all that same area, I guess, of taste. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, also, talking about abalone. Is the proper way to say it abalone or someone has actually said uh, said to abalone? me that yes abalone <laughs> i have zero clue i, I don't You're usually work with that it doesn't mean that i know how to pronounce everything google google I'm, I'm, I'm playing the race card i am not american because <laughs> if it's abalone wouldn't it mean that it's post baloney <laughs> post malone <laughs> post malone <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Abalone. Oh, oh man, my I god, it's abalone! Abalone. So it is post Maloney. Is it post Maloney? <laughs> I'm actually. What the fuck? What does Malone mean, anyways? That's his. Isn't it just his name, or is there actual meaning to it? I don't know. There might be a meaning to it. Definition. There is a definition to Malone or Maloney. There is no definition. It's, it's an <laughs> Irish name. It's just his name, man! But I believe he says this as Malone, right? I mean, I would say as Malone. I wouldn't want to say Maloney. That sounds like shit. But Abalone. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do. You make an email. You say Post Malone. I think you're saying your name wrong. The following pronunciation. There's a pronounced names.com. It's just oh, Malone. Why is it just Malone? Why is oh. it not Maloney? <laughs> English is weird oh. like that, guys. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. At one point, I did start saying it as Malone and Malone. I'm uh, sorry. Now I said it as Maloney first, but then I started mm -hmm. doubting myself, and I just like try avoiding his, uh, avoiding saying his name at all in any conversation. Uh, have you heard Until of PM? Today. <laughs> have you heard of PM? Post Maloney. Have you heard about that dude that's like white, but he doesn't. He dresses weird. Uh, he, he hangs around a rich chica who's now rich Brian, you know, right, right. yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, that dude, the congratulations dude, but now we know it's, it's actually Malone and not Maloney, so I can mm -hmm. finally say his name properly now. Yes, we've just been going off tangent with all our topics. I mean, if, if uh, whoever's listening now, I mean, if you haven't recognized it, this entire podcast is about talking shit and... Legit you said that like three anything. times now. I have to, I have to make them know, and like they need to know. <laughs> we, they need to know that we, yeah, that we talk a lot of shit. Like saying it yeah. once isn't enough because it's a lot of shit. 
like like you, you we we want to have that ability to call back an episode when a tweet gets too far <laughs> okay when someone takes okay. our words out of context like me saying dick tastes good <laughs> right what? I, I like peanut. remember you said the abalone looks like a penis and i said yeah the penis tastes good or something like that oh right so i don't i don't want yeah, um i don't want people yes. be taking that out of context i want to be able to defend myself with the first episode <laughs> You're gonna. The, people are gonna do it anyway because taking shit out of context is fucking hilarious. Yeah, people watch. So why not? So well, I was actually gonna talk more about tattoos, and then how did we get to this topic of post Malone? <laughs> I have zero clue. It went. It was just food. It started at food, I think. Oh, it started from Abalone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it started for Geoduck and Ge- Pokemon. <laughs> that's that's so far, but that's what happens when you you know when you just wing shit like this yeah. podcast. But yeah, so um, I got my tattoo the other day. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, it was literally yesterday, and uh, it's very weird. Like I was, like I was I was texting you last night, right? right. Like about how it constantly feels wet mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it just feels wet. And I, I looked it up on Google. It's like, hey, man, if there's like uh, translucent shit oozing out of it, don't worry, it's normal. <laughs> but it feels weird. It feels like you constantly have a gaping wound. Um, I think it's also because it's on my rib cage and it's kind of big. So it constantly feels like I have a gaping wound, wound under my shirt. Maybe because it is a gaping wound. It's a lot of holes. <laughs> That's true. In your yeah. body. It is a gaping hole. Yeah. I mean, it is a gaping wound pretty much. You're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's also weird because, um, yeah, it like I said, it, it does feel like a gaping wound to your side. Mm-hmm. And the last time I felt like that is... It's been a while. It's been a while. I don't get injured that often. Oh, not as much these days because... I just go to the office, like, what am I going to get injured by my table? You don't, <laughs> you don't really get injured much if you're not that active anymore, right? If I, if I didn't have insurance, I'd have the highest hospital bill. Just letting you know about how easy it is to get injuries from chef. doing nothing. But you're a chef. My, you handle knives. I've only had three chef-related injuries, but out of that, I've had a lot more. What, like stepping <laughs> on Lego? What are we talking about here? Give, it, give us context. So... I do trip over everything. I mean, even nothing. I trip over nothing as well. You trip over nothing. Yeah. So you're a clum. You're a klutz. Uh, I guess. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm a happy accident in the way. I, guess, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of a better way to word it. I don't want to call myself klutz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you think of klutz, you just think of that anime girl who's like cute and shit and falls and trips and you know, kind of trips yeah. onto her dream boy shoujo manga style. <laughs> only my life worked that way. <laughs> I want to wear my high school outfit. Yeah, man. I would totally just wear my uh, seifuku. Oh, my God. <laughs> Buy one off eBay and shit, you know? And totally just trip over a dude with all my books and he'll help me, like, carry all the books and shit back to my classroom. I wonder if that actually works. I don't think so. You you would have the better vantage point. I don't have pretty girls <laughs> tripping over me, okay? So... <laughs> <laughs> the last time I bumped into someone with a stack of books... I don't think they helped. <laughs> they just like oh, wow. fucking walk past. That's I was like, oh, nice sorry. And then just walk past. <laughs> That's it? Just a sorry? Yeah. It's just a sorry. And then he just Did they not see your height? I mean, that's usually one of the biggest things for me. Like in the reasons why I help someone. It's height. <laughs> really? You feel bad for, for small people? It's not that I feel bad. It's that 
if I let it go too long. I don't know long, how to feel about that. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not letting me continue. If it went on for too long, I'll start snickering. What the hell? Right, I'm a really mean guy deep down inside. <laughs> okay. Mm, so, so tell me what, what goes on in your head. So, if there's a short person trying to reach the top shelf in the grocery, in whatever the shopping center, whatever you want to call it, most of the time, I'm just thinking of the trouble they're having. <laughs> And contemplating Fuck between you. should I help or should I not help? You know, surprisingly, I've never had trouble reaching the top shelf. I always get tall boyfriends. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, they're, they're my, you know, they're my grabby grabby tools. Your, your butlers. They help me grab shit. Exactly. Yes. And it's like, I gotta bring them every time I go grocery shopping. It's like, would you be a dear, please? I'd get that uh, chocolate chip cookies at the top shelf. Jeebus. Thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, the sole reason I get tall boyfriends is to compensate for that. Actually, it gave me a weird, like, a weird memory. Um, one of my friends is really short, and she... How like, short? Like, short... Centimeters, like, please. As short as you, I guess. So, whatever centimeter mm-hmm. that is, you say it. It's like 154, that's me. I'm short yeah. as fuck. Yeah, as long as I can put my arm on top of your head, that's, like, that's basically how short she was. Anyways. Yeah, sounds like my height. <laughs> I don't know if she's recognized this, but every time we clean the kitchen, I let her deal with the floors. <laughs> okay, so that's my version of having the the short friend <laughs> to your yeah, tall friend. That could go both ways. It's either you're subtly being mean and, you know, chucking a tease at her, or, or second, oh, you're no. being considerate. It could go both ways. It could go both ways, but we, we all know the truth. I just did, I was just too lazy <laughs> to bend down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we still have to bend down even <laughs> to clean the floors, okay? Yeah, but like, like, like if you get under a table, right? A tall person will have the worst time. Height discrimination much? <laughs> oh, anyway, um, the so my brother told me this story like years back. It was probably like 10 years back. You know Akon? Akon. Like Akon... Convict music, yes. dude. Convict music. So, on the floor, smack that. Yeah, that, that dude. Yeah, that dude. So he told me, it's like, one day, he, I was eating breakfast, and he was like, yo, 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 you know Akon? I was like, yeah. And, he, and he's like, you know, you know how he always says convict music? I was like, yeah, what up with that? And he's like, do you know how he got into prison? I was like, no. Why would I look that up? I was like, no, you got to know. So I'm going to tell you why he got into prison. Okay, okay. It's hilarious, he said. And he said, so... He tried jacking a car but failed. Oh my god. And he got into prison. And he started making convict music. Oh my god. I don't know if that's if that's true actually. I never tried uh fact checking that. But yeah, he tried to steal a car and failed. And um he's got his new tagline, convict music. Where is Akon nowadays? I don't know. We <clears throat> I don't know. He used to be the shit, eh? Yeah. He's like gone now. I think he's doing charity work Wasn't... or something. Really? Yeah. He's like one of the. Oh yeah, I heard he's a good guy. (laughs) I heard he's a good guy. (laughs) I heard he's a good guy. (laughs) You know Bill Gates, man. I heard he was a really bad guy, like a billion (laughs) level. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck, dude. Anyways, continue. Yes, he was a good guy. (laughs) Yes, I heard he was. He's a good guy. I've seen pictures of him like donating stuff and kind of doing like uh, philanthropic um, stuff. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder if. He actually got into prison for failing to steal a car. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up the Wikipedia right now. Jesus. But it's so long that I can't be bothered reading it or even skimming it. Not even if you control F convict music. <laughs> oh, true. Convict. Yes. 
Oh, it's okay. Akon has stated that he was part of an auto theft ring and spent three years in prison from 1999 to 2002. Okay, now that sounds a lot cooler. No, hold up. In April 2008, the smoking gun website challenged his claim with court records and interviews with detectives involving in Akon's case, concluding that he was not convicted of any crime and did not serve time in prison. What? He just says he was in prison. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. This is like, it's even worse. And, and look, he says, Akon responded to the report by saying that he never, spent he never spent three years in prison, but had many shorter sentences that add, add up to three years. I, I don't know, man. Is he worthy to be a rapper <laughs> if he hasn't been in prison? He, he, should, he should never use that convict music anymore. Yes. Maybe that's why he decided to, you know, disappear. Maybe. He shamed himself to disappearance. <laughs> I must repent for my sins. <laughs> <laughs> for faking being a convict and making convict music. Oh my god. Where is convict music? Is, is convict music like a record? It is a record label. Is it? Yeah. Or I mean, convict cartel. I don't. Oh no, same thing. Yeah, it's, it's a record label. Akon, I thought it was just his tagline. DeMarco. A lot of people I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people. Are you sure it's not just his tagline? No, it's actually it's actually uh, a thing. It's a record Do they label. only accept convicts? <laughs> it's a rehab. Um, I don't. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I sound like the really like one of the meanest guys out there at the moment. Like, like yeah, we make music in prison. That's so cool. But no, I'm like no, you guys are just. I don't even want to continue this. But but that is the question, right? Does convict music only accept convicts? Oh, have you heard about that restaurant in Italy? I th I believe uh, this pasta restaurant that mm -hmm. uh, has uh, like prisoners, convicts. Oh, that, that's so convicts. cool! I, 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 yeah, I, I heard I, it's really good too. I saw the video; it's really cool. It's like it's actually like legit cooking too, like legit Italian cooking. So yeah, so they're all like convicts from the waiters to mm -hmm. the chefs and everything. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, it's a really cool program. I think they get once. Once they serve, once they finish their um, sentence, I guess they have something to put in their resume so they can get another job. Yeah, and it's gonna be a company called Convict Foodies. <laughs> oh my god, were you just setting that up? This entire <laughs> no, I just thought of that, but <laughs> it totally would work. Sure, <laughs> you set that up. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. Do you know that um, Rich Chica changed his name? I mentioned it earlier. Yes, you have. You mentioned now. it many times. Have I? <laughs> I yeah. don't remember. Apart from but... the podcast, you've told me like multiple times that he's Rich Brian now. Really? Yes. I actually don't remember. I just, I just don't, but, I don't yeah. give attention to it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for y'all who don't know who I think... I'm pretty sure you guys would know. It used to be Rich Chuga, mm -hmm. and then he changed it to Brian. But then I don't know why he didn't think about it earlier. But everyone, there's there are so many Brians in the world. <laughs> I, but I he's the rich Brian. Why, like, he's the rich one. No, but he was just Brian before that. So it was like uh, Brian Dash that stick. That that was like his his uh, video name. And I was like, are you sure he would to do that? And the next minute, he changes it to Rich Brian, which is, you know, at least a bit more unique now. Yeah, he's the richest of all Brians. Yeah, richest Brian. Uh, or, or, like, there are people, like, um, joking that it'll be, like, Brian Chica or Chica mm -hmm. Brian. 
<laughs> rich Brian Chiga, Rich Chiga Brian. All those combinations mm. up in there. Didn't like didn't Eminem have a different name before? Or was that just from the movie? Slim Shady? Slim Shady. Oh no, uh, Marshall Mathers is his real name, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that the thing with Eminem is that he has different names for his different personas. Oh, okay. Like Joji. Yeah, like Joji and Pink Guy. So <laughs> um Slim Shady is more for like the hilarious shit, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like the parody stuff. And um, Eminem is for the lyrical, poetic stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, I, ah, I don't remember how it went, but it's something like that. Okay, Kev, so you've introduced uh -huh. to me the term TCK. You know, before that, yes. I've never knew, I, I never knew that there was a term for it, like TCK. It's third culture kids, yes? Correct me if I'm wrong? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, third culture kids. Third yeah, culture yeah. kids. Because, like, back in my days, oh, I sound old. When I was in Sydney, I'd just be like, <laughs> yeah, ABCs. That's what I call them. Because mostly it's Asians, right? Like, Australian born Chinese. That's, I'd just be like, yeah, ABCs, ABCs. Yeah, like how Fobs is like for someone who just came from, for example, Indo. It applies to Indo or like Chinese. Usually it's like, oh yeah, this new kid from Indo who can barely speak English. Yeah, he's a Fob. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, for the term that I currently use as CCK, I used to use as like ABC. He's like, oh yeah, that dude, he's, mm -hmm. he's, he's quite an ABC. Like, um, he's kind of whitewashed, but not really. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So I found out about the term TCK from you. Where did you first hear about it? I heard it a long time ago when internet was kind of still becoming a thing, actually. Oh, really? That's um, a long time ago. Yeah, because a lot of the kids in my school, um, they had very weird cultures, I guess you could say. Because uh -huh. for one thing, we were in the Middle East. Another thing is, you know, everyone was from a different place in my school. It was yeah, like legit thing. international school. Yeah, you're <laughs> weird because you grew up in the Middle East, which is, you, you don't really hear that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a really good, like, Yeah, like, your story <laughs> is like, you grew up in the Middle East, and then you, at one point you went to the States. How long were you in the States for? So, um, I was in the States for... Working-wise, living-wise, like actually day-to-day -day living, I was just there for a year, but I've been going back and forth to the States for like, ever since I was maybe like six years old. I did like ah. a tennis camp there. Uh, I was like, actually, I was fit at one point. I was actually like <laughs> doing serious stuff. I went to UCLA uh, for summer camp. I was like a big uh, US kid. I see. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, you kind of got like a bunch of mixed up cultures uh, through all that, right? Like going oh, back, yeah, fuck back and forth. <laughs> and now <laughs> you're in the Philippines. Out of the two choices of staying in, in the Middle East or the States, you stayed in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, sadly, yeah. So, yeah it wasn't even, even a choice. It was just <laughs> like, hey, um, I know you were born in Saudi, but you don't have a passport, so you have no choice. You have to come back to the Philippines. Bye! Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye, I guess. <laughs> It's like, oh, I've never been to the Philippines. I haven't even stayed for a long time in the Philippines. You're, you're, you're pointing me there. I've never lived in Philippines. Yeah, <laughs> shit, man. Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. In your case, you'd have more than one culture kind of embedded in you. You've got, like, the Asian philo cult culture, for example. And you'd have, you know, the kind of what I'd call as someone being whitewashed, a.k.a. someone who's more familiar to the Western cultures and stuff. And, uh -huh. and you got, I don't know, what's Saudi, Saudi culture like? Um, Saudi culture? Um, I guess you can just generalize it because I had a, 
I guess he, I, I would call him uncle. Um, he, uh, uh, Lebanese uncle. So mm -hmm. I guess that's the closest Arab culture I've ever had in my life. It's very family oriented, I guess you could say. Very open. Very ah. like, hey, just come and have dinner with us. Like, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> that sounds awesome, yeah. though. Like, there, there's always enough food in our house. Basically. Yeah, in Indonesia, it's it's very, the culture is very closed. Because unlike you, um, for me, what happened to me was that I kind of grew up in Indonesia first. No, well, mm -hmm. not really. Um, I'm more... Well, I grew up for a bit in Indonesia, in Indonesia, and then I went to Sydney for a while. I mm -hmm. had elementary school in Sydney, and then I came back to Indonesia again for middle mm -hmm. school, high school, and then went back to Sydney again for uni. So I've kind of got like half-half of both. But so I don't know. It's weird. It's gotten to the point where I believe when I was in Sydney, I was stuck in the middle. Like I couldn't hang out with Indo friends because... We weren't on the same wavelength, but mm -hmm. I couldn't hang out with like Aussies. Like we're talking about white kids, Aussies. Yeah, I couldn't hang out with them because I felt out of place. So I stuck with the ABCs, aka the other TCKs, which were mostly um, um, Asians who were born in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no matter where I go, there's always that limbo period where you're stuck between trying to find the one TCK in your area yeah. versus hanging out with the local culture or your home culture i guess you could say yeah because theoretically you think that hey maybe if you've got a mix of both cultures you'd be able to fit into both not and not be limited yeah. to one but no it's a totally different category instead you have to find the tck's because yeah. <laughs> that's what i assumed back then i was like oh yeah i mean if i got whitewashed right i i, I think i'd be able to hang out with the white kids that'd be pretty cool but no mm -hmm. no it's just different <laughs> It's like it's like you keep on trying and trying, and one day just it just clicks in your head. Like, I I, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, it's like mm, yeah. I mean, uh, we connect, but we don't connect that much. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. You don't really realize until you actually meet another TCK. That's the thing. Like majority of my friends are TCKs. Like, one dude is British, but he lived in Dubai. Another uh. one is Filipino, but she lived in Hong Kong. You know. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> like, I mean, I got Indo friends, but I don't connect to them as well as I connect with um, my TCK friends. Who are kind of just mm. like, you know, they've been familiarized with the Western culture and whatnot. So, so they're, they're pretty fun. They're open. You know, they don't think that sexual Indo-Indos are taboo and shit like that. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. irks me the most. When I make like sexual jokes... Uh, for shits and giggles, and then someone gets offended. It's like, oh, you sinful motherfucker. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> What's funny is actually, you know, the, the whole TCK idea is now growing into me going into my mid-20s and whatnot. Um, just last week, I met another, like, Phil Am person, another Filipino that came from America. Uh-huh. Phil Am? Is that what was, you call him? That's what, yeah, that's what Filipinos call him. Phil Am, Filipino-Americans. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... Basically, he was like, yeah, dude, you, you have that American drive in you. Like, I felt it from a lot. Like, from the first time I met you, you have that American drive. American you need more drive. people like you in, Filip <laughs> in the Philippines. But the biggest thing was that um, the little bit of backstory is that me being a TCK, I had this weird hatred against Philippines for the longest time in my life. Because, no, 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 like, like serious. Like, turn on the serious music at the moment. It's like, at a young age, I was ostracized in Philippines because oh. I spoke English. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just recently, after talking to that guy, he did he did a 
complete flip in my head. He was like, "Yeah, we need to bring more like more like international kids back to Philippines. We need to bring we need to help Philippines get away from that third culture shit." I'm like, "A uh, third uh third world shit." I'm like, "That's a thought that has never passed my head." No, like, but it that is true <laughs> though. I mean, change is good. It was just a really interesting idea because like, for the longest time in my life, I'm like, no, fuck Philippines. <laughs> like, I hate this place. Then all of a sudden, this one guy's like, nah, we gotta be better than that. We gotta, we gotta bring back the love. It's true though. I'm like, I mean, I dislike, I diss a bunch of the Indian people a lot. Like, you know how people can fall for hoaxes really quick, easily. Like mm-hmm. that's like a trait of Indian people. And I'm just like, how the fuck are you? How the fuck are you so dumb? And then on the other hand, you see some people who, and what I don't like as well is um, how closed Indo people are. Like they don't really Mm -hmm. say thank you. For example, they it just they just seem like a bunch of insincere people because of their conservative values, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Do you have the same perspective as I do? Because that's what I think. It's like because they're so conservative, they seem like such hypocrites, and like they're not really sincere with doing everything. Unlike people in Sydney who are just like always honest with you. They're cool and they're chill as fuck. Mm-hmm. People in India I mean, always yeah. got that god up. I think sincerity is one of the biggest things. Yeah, yeah. That la- like I find lacking because like I've I've encountered many like instances where a dude's like. Yo, you know, be quiet about that homosexuality kind of stuff, you know. But yeah. like the next moment, he's like making fun of it. I'm like, hold up, hold up, but I'm like, you just told me off for making jokes, but you yourself are pretty much against it. I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> you kind of want to fix your shit over here. <laughs> and they don't. They usually, most of the times, they don't listen when we try to share stuff. For example, it's like you know, like for example, LGBT stuff. Yeah. They just mm. deem it taboo, and that's it. I mean, we try to reason with them. It's like, come on, like, I mean, it's not as if it's gonna affect your life or anything, man. Like, let people be right, happy, right, right. and they just like, no, fuck that, man. It's fucking sin, man. I really don't like that. But well, you know what's really funny is that um, mm-hmm. I can like relate to that from their point of view because since I grew up in the Middle East, you know, it was a oh, yeah. it was a big thing, uh, like being against LGBT and the community, right? Mm-hmm. So when I moved out of Saudi Arabia to, you know, venture into the world and whatnot, um, I called everyone gay. I called everyone a faggot. Until this <laughs> one day, this one little girl, who's like, I really hate that word. I'm like, what word? Faggot. I'm like, all, all of a sudden in my head, it just clicked. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm yeah. like insulting a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, back then I used to joke around with the word gay as well before it became mm. offensive. Cause you know that was right. like that one point when it became offensive. <laughs> Dude, I actually have a shirt that says he is gay with a point with a finger pointing. Yeah, cause it's like now my my pet dog's like bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> like back then, um, out of fun and out of hilarity, um, you'd sometimes call people people gay just because it's hilarious. Or like, oh, what right. a fag. Like, I, I used to, like, um, joke around with my friends. She'd say, you're a faggot, Harry, you're a faggot. With, like, British accent, you know, <laughs> poking fun at, like, uh, Harry Potter. But then, um, right. somewhere along the line, it became kind of offensive. I mean, I like, when I say it, I don't mean to say it as, you know, being yeah, exactly. offensive. We- but if it offends people, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I guess that's, that's where the wisdom comes in. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait. true. 
Oh, you know, there's like an ice cream in Australia called uh, Golden Gate Time. And uh, Indonesia's got a problem with that. <laughs> even though the ice cream <laughs> isn't even in Indonesia. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, oh no, man. He's such, they're such heathens. They have an ice cream called Golden Gate Time. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, another weird culture thing that I picked up from the growing up in the Middle East uh-huh. is my connection with the female race. The female race. <laughs> Yes, what about you? Should, you should have seen me my, like my first, my early years, like leaving Middle East to uh-huh. go on vacation in the States or going to like Switzerland for college. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I would not even shake hands or hug a girl. So wait, is it is it weird in, in, in Saudi to actually have contact with a girl? Funny thing is, in my international school, it was not weird at all because it was mm-hmm. an international school. But when I visited my mom, when she uh, when she worked, she worked as a dentist. I visit her office. Majority of her clients were female, and you, I was like not allowed to like shake their hands or give them a hug or whatnot. Even just when I introduce myself, so that like that stuck with me all the way to hit like maybe like twenty to twenty oh, years shit. old. Where I was like, why is this affecting me so much? So like third culture kids, like it's not it's not that all of a sudden you're open. Is that you you start with a culture that's not yours? Yeah, like and that culture shock. Over time, you make it yours. I still imagine like the culture shock. Um. Because you, you can't just uh, shake it off, right? Like, um, I think when I started hanging out with ABCs, because I was, like, into straight dance and everything in, in Australia, and it's, like, filled with ABCs, mm-hmm. with, like, um, Asians who were born in, in Australia. And, of course, like, Australian Australians, like, a bunch of white kids. It's a, it's a whole, like, uh, cauldron and mix of cultures. So it's an amazing community. I met some of the best people there. Mm-hmm. Um what really threw me off when I started um, in uh, getting into the community was how often everyone hugged each other. You, yeah, that, <laughs> you that really hi. threw me off as well. Yeah, <laughs> so I wasn't used to that. And then like you meet someone for the first time and you hug. And then when you say bye, you hug again. So it was very weird. It was like, hey, hey how are you? Hug. Because right, we, right. we didn't do that in Indonesia. And then I realized at one point I got used to it eventually. So the, mm. in my university, I went to University of New South Wales in Sydney. There's like this long ass uh, walkway outside. And I was like the president of um, this street dance uh, society. So I knew a lot of mm. people, right? I remember I had to go get from the entrance to the, um, the first starting point of the walkway towards the back. And I think I met like five or six people. And I had to stop like that five or six times to hug them and say hi. And Jesus. then I knew that, hey, man, it's finally kind of embedded in me now. <laughs> the culture of hugging. I think I'm cool right, with right, it right. now. <laughs> Aussies hug a lot. I think it's a thing. Yeah, that, uh, I remember that's, that's like a very defining feature of Australians is that mm-hmm. they're very open to like physical touch. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it was weird when I went back to Indonesia as well. I was like, I, I, I feel like hugging this person, but I know it would creep them out. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what was like your first culture shock when you um, went back to the Philippines? Or oh wait, okay. How about when you went to Switzerland for college? What was one of the most significant culture shocks you experienced? So, hmm. Well, because by the time I hit college, I was already like coming out of my shell in a way, I guess. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So there wasn't that big of a culture shock because by senior year high school i was already like giving people high fives and whatever like stuff that that oh you were a um, cool kid already hey eh? i was not a cool kid is that i started becoming more social 
Ah, fair enough. I think let's leave it at that. Yeah, then then how about overall? Like, not just Switzerland, just overall. What was, like, the most significant culture shock you experienced? Definitely the personal space stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're in Asia. Like, I'm a big guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I I don't know how they do it in Asia, but they they get up so close to you, you can like hear them breathe on your neck and feel it as well, right? And I hate it. I really hate people being in my personal space, like especially if I don't know you. I'm like motherfucker, back the fuck off, or else I'm gonna smack you in the face. <laughs> oh, do they really do that? Is it? Cause that doesn't happen in Indonesia. Is that is that like a Filipino thing? Is that like a Philippines thing? I. Think is uh, I think is a filo thing because like they're like l- like have you seen those like videos of like in Japan where they try to squeeze everyone on the on the train? Yeah, I I know those videos. Yeah, what it's kind of like that, but everywhere. Oh really? That's what like, you might be standing in the line to get money from your ATM, right? And there's a, there's a, there's a, just a dude just breathing that your neck behind you. Oh well, then that definitely does sound very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So for the um next topic that we have in mind is what D and D. Dungeons and Dragons for you non geeks and nerds. Talking about D and D, I recently the tattoo I got one of them included a D twenty tat, which is like an mm-hmm. like an ode to D and D, an homage, a homage. Oh, I mean, what does you want to pronounce that to Dungeons oh, and Dragons? I I. Okay, how would you say that word? You tell me. Homage. Homage, really? I've always said it as homage. Homage. <laughs> homage. I don't know. Excuse me. It's like that you time. I, that time right. I've never seen the word jalapeno before, and I said it as jalapenos or something. I can't remember. Oh my God. Jalapenos. I don't remember. But my cousin laughed you at me for so peasant. long. I'm, I know. I was like such a fucking. I was such a fob back then. Like, I, I, you know, I was limited to the English we saw on AXN and Animax. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't have fucking jalapenos on AXN. They never say that yeah, word. they have jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, Dungeons and Dragons. Ugh. Yeah, by the way, guys, my first uh, Dungeons and Dragons experience was with Kevin here. He DMs, mm-hmm. and I only recently started DMing because he told me to DM. Yes, because I am tired, sick and tired of DMing. Yeah, but you've actually never joined one of my campaigns as a player, right? Because I, I wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, and you wanted I, to I, shadow I, DM one of my favorite characters. Yes. Huh. Exactly. But the thing I with DMing, right? It requires so mm-hmm. much prep, like DMing. Yeah, I think it's like like you said to me like before we started doing this podcast. Is I think it's because it's homebrew. Yeah, and it's, it's homebrew to an extent that even the entire world is different. And that's true. <laughs> right? So you got to make sure that there are no plot holes because you don't have the additional law to cover up for those plot holes if you have it. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of hard to not let people railroad the game. Yeah, <laughs> it is, but. Yeah, I mean, in the end, DMing is quite worth it, although you might get fatigued and exhausted in the end. <laughs> like, I don't know how I mean, fucking Matt Mercer does it, man. When I first pl- started playing D&D, I just DMed. I've never played um, as a player until you joined and yeah. you introduced me to the D&D 
crew of Indonesia, Rigor Mortis. Yeah, because um, I felt but... so bad for you, man. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's never, he's never played before. I <laughs> <laughs> did D&D for two years straight. I've never played it myself. <laughs> yeah, that's like so sad. So I made it like one of my missions to get you to join in as a player. But um, I didn't enjoy DMing until you and um, Pretty joined our crew. You didn't? Actually. No, I really didn't. Like, I, all I wanted to do was play as a player. I mean, um, you got you got some pretty good RPs on uh, as players, though. Oh no, no, no! There was nothing wrong with the players. Just, it was what I hated was the amount of time that I needed to put in just at the end. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and I hated, the, I hated like being the one saying, "Hey, guys, we have a game tomorrow. Don't forget." <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, and probably also I, I, not being able to share with other people. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm a big like fan of geeking out with people and it's that's why i i've like forced you to become my co-dm yep. <laughs> or my co-world creator <laughs> so, yeah. it does stress you out when you have like so much in your head and you can't talk about it to anybody because everyone else is a player yeah. and you're just like fuck what do i do with my ideas <laughs> yeah and, and it's actually like you get so emotionally invested in dming is that when you start noticing that people are not enjoying your game, it kind of hits you. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, because it's like, like pressuring you and everything. It's like, oh man, I put so much time into this. They don't like it. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm just shit. <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. That was me for the first two years of my DMing days, basically. Oh. And then that's why I made it. I made it like my mission to let that one player enjoy his character in the next campaign, mm-hmm. and he did. Oh, he's enjoying he really, it. He, he really, I don't know if he actually hated the way I DM, but now I think he, he enjoys the game. Is he going to be <laughs> so, listening to this podcast? Hopefully he does. Hi, Ruel. <laughs> Hi, Ruel. Hi, Yarisu. <laughs> like, I, I, it's, it's, it's slow, I had to really... Because I didn't discover Critical Role until like last year. Uh-huh, and you fucking binged it? And I binged it like a motherfucker. Have you subscribed She's to looking- Critical Role? No, I have not because I don't. I'm I'm a broke ass. Adult. Well, it's uh, it's up on the YouTube channel now, so it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this is it's fine. I just have to wake up. I I haven't watched so. second and third episode though, even though I've subbed. It's just like, shit. I I I don't know how I can dedicate three hours to something right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing I, I, with I think, like watching D and D, right? I, mean, I I always watch Critical Role in the background though. Uh yeah, you see, you're you're the kind of person who would be able to um be productive with something playing in the background, whilst me, uh, it I actually get distracted really easily. Uh, I mean, I do, I do get distracted. I mean, I watch like when they start screaming, I'm like, oh shit, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but, but after that, it's back to doing whatever I was doing. I'm actually trying to trying to train myself though. Like, ever since you started giving me, like, links for podcasts, like, Cox and Crendor, I've just been, like, playing mm. them in the background whilst I do shit. I think it's helping. I think I can multitask a bit more now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We need it. Yes. <laughs> Multitasking is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Be- people seem to assume that females multitask well. I'm, like, probably the worst multitasker out there. <laughs> it's such a bad gender stereotype. Because for the longest time... You would be the second person I've ever met that said that. Yeah. Like, for the longest time, my brother would be like, I don't get it. You're a chick. Your brain is wired towards multitasking. Shouldn't you be able to multitask? I'm like, no. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Am I supposed to? Because I definitely can't. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, my brother dissed me for the longest time because of that. Right, right, right. My inability to multitask. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, um, how's how's the D and D community in in the Philippines? I've actually have I've. I've only I've put very minimal work in trying to reach out to the D and D community here in Philippines. Ah, do they have like offline meetups and stuff? Yeah, they're, they're here. They're very big on Adventurers League. What's Adventurers League? And so Adventurers League is like old school MMOs. Ah, there's okay. A, there's a bunch of rules that you need to follow, and you just have to go with it. Trying to get tier one to tier two to tier three, whatever. Uh-huh. And this is not my thing. This is not free form enough for me. Fair enough. Hmm. Yeah. So D&D that, is not as, here, as much of a big thing. I oh, don't know. It's a big thing. There are, there are conventions here, like small, small-time conventions. Because I have a feeling D&D in the Philippines would be more popular than it is in Indonesia. Um, I think the quality community online mm-hmm. is a lot better in Indonesia, based on what I've experienced, right? Like, oh, yeah, more cause... is D&D in Indonesia. Yeah, but we only have those two groups. I don't think we have any more. It's pretty small. Yeah, man. but that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. The quality. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is really good. Like, there's actually games going on from time to time. That's true, you guys. Know, the if group you're, is not that active. If you guys are looking for a campaign, holler at me. Maybe you guys can join our campaigns. We have lots of games going on. Yeah. Like a lot. You have no idea. A, a lot. lot. <laughs> yes, a lot. <laughs> To the point that we play with the same players constantly, <laughs> even though it's a separate <laughs> campaign. <laughs> and everyone's like hungry for games. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the weirdest things about D&D that, is that in, in, your, in Rigor Mortis there's so many DMs. Yeah. Like, like there isn't a shortage of games, which kind of scares me. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, well, yeah, it's one of those... I don't know, it's very weird to have an imbalanced numbers of DMs rather than players, and everyone's a fucking DM. Yeah. Like, usually it's the other way around, right? Yeah, usually it's the other way around. Well, I mean, that's why I started getting D&Ds, because no one else would want to DM. Yeah, I guess, I guess that just means we, we probably need to recruit more people for Rigor Mortis. Rigor Mortis is our Discord D&D group, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, the, I'm the international import. Yes, the imported good <laughs> from the Philippines. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but DND is really fun. Like, um, cause, okay, so this is gonna bridge onto another topic, which is hobbies. I was talking about this on my stream the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I wouldn't consider gaming as a hobby for me. It's more like something I really enjoy doing, but. Um, I feel like if I constantly play D and D, I've because because for me, right, the the definition of a hobby is something that's able to fill up, refill, or like kind of help out with the soul aspect of your life. S O U L soul. So it's kind of it it can kind of alleviate your soul. Because mm-hmm. when I, the thing is when I play games, sometimes I feel like uh, if I play for too long, I feel empty. In a way that, oh man, I don't, uh, I feel like I need to play some music, you know, that, that part of my soul is missing because I've been gaming for too long. Or like, mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, I need to write something. I need to do some poetry or write some creative stories, which I now get from right. D&D, that kind of thing. So I don't know. 
for me, I wouldn't consider gaming a hobby. I mean, it's it's fun, but I can live without it. But it's fun. <laughs> How are you? Uh, How's you in gaming? Have, we have very different definitions of a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like my definition of hobby is more based on amount of time given. Oh well, right? that works too. I guess it's relative. Because right. I th- I think yours is more of like the attention span or like the amount of you of certain thing that you can handle mm-hmm. in a given amount of time, basically. Yeah, true. But for me, it's more of the amount of t- attention, not the attention, the amount of time that you put into it. Mm-hmm. So for me, gaming is a hobby. It's something that I do to like alleviate stress or have some fun or look for stories that I want to get in- you know involved with, right? Mm-hmm. It's like another way to leave <laughs> leave planet Earth and just enjoy something else. It's but true. I mean, I mean it, then, it's the same for me too. Mm, but but does that right. happen to you as well? Like you play uh, games, but then you feel like it doesn't fulfill you as much as you expect. Oh, yeah, it to. Uh, definitely. Like this past week, I've been trying to play games over and over now that I have more free time, but I just can't get into it. They're, they just can't get into a lot of games. It's hard. Like, mm. I've been trying to get... Well, then again, I've been, I've been trying to play multiplayer games, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to fulfill, I'm trying to fulfill a, like, a sim bar of needs. <laughs> and it's not, not going up. It's just going back down. Maybe you should be doing something else, man. Like, you know, you're like yeah. me. Like, um, I had a feeling like I was kind of lacking in the musical department. So I, I started playing the piano and shit. And I felt amazing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like... I guess I guess different hobbies would fulfill different parts of your life according to yeah, your needs. Because sure, sure. like some people have musical needs, some don't. I don't know. I I think it'd be nice to be a person who only has like a single uh, psychological need. Like oh, you're you just need to be pleased by good music. I mean that's fun. You don't have to do a bunch of hobbies like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, I have the same problem where it's like. I just can't be doing one thing. Like, yeah. that's how I learned how to do so many different things. Like, Same I, with me, man. I know the basics of Photoshop. I know the basics of video editing. But that's just because I'm bored as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's always yeah. fun to um, kind of get into something new, right? That's what I noticed with my Exactly, trend. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's I was, why I know how to play so many instruments. I was reading this book, right? Um, I think it was called The Art of Cleaning or something. My friend gave it to me. Apparently, it's like a best-selling mm-hmm. book. But it was it was talking about the a girl who had a lot of hobbies. So she kind of um, mm-hmm. she kind of was a hauler. Like she'd um, she'd keep a lot of shit in at her place. So it was very messy. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, um, I tried out baseball once because I had an ex who liked baseball. So I figured I got into it and stuff like that. And then she had another mm-hmm. ex who was into cooking. So she got a bunch of cooking utensils. And she was into that for a while and stuff like that. And this person's like, uh, yeah, so you're the kind of person who picks up hobbies um, to kind of um, make other people happy because you know about it and can learn to appreciate it. And then right, I was right. like, wait, am I like that too? No, I don't, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that's why I have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess their hobbies are is like different for everyone else, eh? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. And then on the flip side, you got people with no hobbies. It's like, oh, what's your hobby? Uh, eating, sleeping, hanging yeah. out. Yeah, that that makes well. Okay, eating, I understand. I understand eating as a hobby. I mean, if 
if you like hit a level of like knowledge like me when it comes to food eating can be a hobby mm-hmm. but if you're thinking about like low level eating it's like eh, are, is it really a hobby or you just want to get fat yeah <laughs> how about sleeping though sleeping is a hobby Would no you... it's just a time travel device <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all it is i i remember i was being really snobby one day like um I think someone on Ask FM or something asked me once. This was a long time ago. It's like, oh, what's one thing that you that you always look for in a potential partner? And I think mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I really hate it. I would never date someone Money. who has. Money. <laughs> no. I was telling you that. Oh, I would never date someone who has no hobby. Like. Who has no passion in something? Like, how can you live at least twenty years of your life without liking something? You. What? <laughs> what if their only passion is you? Then that's boring as fuck. They need to get a life. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I forgot. You don't. You don't like those romantic types. I was. I was like. No, shit, I don't. <laughs> like fuck, man. They sound like stalkers. <laughs> the thin line between a relationship and a stalker is very thin. It's like, huh, you're my hobby. Ha ha. <laughs> you're my one and only hobby. <laughs> God damn. Fucking creepy, man. But yeah, think about it. Like, would you would you date someone who has been living his life for his, his or her life for at least twenty years, and they have no specific um utmost appreciation for something? Like, they haven't found something they particularly liked. After living for twenty plus years, like come on, wouldn't that I mean, be boring? Uh, I, I'll try to convince them to find something. If they don't, then yeah, it'd be very boring. Yeah, I mean, it it really tells uh, you like what kind of person they are. Like that means they probably haven't explored much, not willing to try new things as much, mm-hmm. or they just they just not living. They're just existing. <laughs> they're not they're just, they're just existing yeah no offense guys i mean if you don't have a hobby please try to find some i mean it'll make your yeah, life much more better good for your mental health. <laughs> yes yes it's, it'll definitely make your life much better like it'll inc- improve your quality of life uh reduce your stress levels and everything like that i yeah. mean it's like if they don't have a hobby something else will replace it right it's it could be work it could be family problems, and I, I'd rather have them talk about hobbies. <laughs> family <laughs> problems. Sad boy is life. Like, yeah, yeah, Being sad like, is like, not a hobby. Fucking <laughs> edgelord. Shit. Get up, put it in your bag, take it somewhere else. <laughs> what is your hobby, being a sad boy? That is not a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, guys, get a hobby. It'll flip your life around. Dr. Noira, get a hobby. Yes, Dr. Noira. This <laughs> it's a cure is... for everything. I'll send in the bill later for the consultation fee. It's okay, I'll send it via mail. And you could probably pay me a bit later. I'll give you a little discount for our first introductory session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Dr. Noira. Dr. Noira. <laughs> 1-800-Dr. Noira. Dr. Noira. That's D-O-C-T-O-R Noira. <laughs> That's like a very long number. <laughs> I know. Uh, a very, very long number. <laughs> I was just thinking like D R N A maybe. But oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can definitely go doctor. They both spell that word. Then Moira. I mean, they'll never find anyone at the other end. But still. <laughs> I know. Have you ever been like confused at like those um phone numbers like? 
um, for example, it's like 1-800-DOCTOR. Have you ever been confused at like, wait, how the fuck do I type doctor <laughs> on the phone? <laughs> no, because I, I was smart and I realized what the numpad key was for on my no, old school Nokia phone. But, but <laughs> I, I tried it and sometimes it wouldn't reach the person. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. I think you might be doing it wrong. Okay, so so let's say, um, so um, A B C. Let me C bust out my, my, my keypad. C would be an A, right? Am I right? Oh, what am I yeah. saying? C would be a one. Sorry. Or is it one three times? A B C would be a two. Huh? Why would it be a two? I mean, it's on the number one numpad, right? Isn't it? No, I think num number one was um. Let me check if my smartphone got these keys. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking on my iPhone. At the, hello, Apple, can you please sponsor me? But anyways, <laughs> I'm looking on my Apple oh, yeah. iPhone. Okay, okay. C, C would ABC. be a number two. So at one point, I think I tried. I, I thought that it would be literally like texting on a Nokia phone. So, you know, C so would be two two, 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 yeah, two, three times. <laughs> Oh god. Maybe that's like, why. It you do know numbers have like a certain amount of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know another thing. Talking about media, right? Mm. What do you think about this? Um nowadays you got billboards for shows that are on Twitch, aka Critical Role. They have two billboards I think in the states. Um and it's mm -hmm. just the links just like W uh, watch at 8 p.m. PST www.twitch.tv slash geek and sundry it's literally like a big billboard isn't it mm. an, an amazing world that we live in now we have billboards for uh, online shows I mean I love it I love it too <laughs> that's definitely a given but imagine if you're like you know someone who's like two generations three generations back like how awkward is that mm. Cause it's kind I of hard the... to think about from their perspective. I'm like, and all parts of me want to say, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Because I know or, that it's still... pretty cool grandparent. It's still very weird for some people that people would donate to this person playing games on the internet. Like, donations. Think... But it's like, there's also the, the whole tip idea, right? Yeah. So you, you tip based on service, and the service you're giving as an online entertainer is to entertain. If you're doing a good job, you're going to get a tip. Yeah, but then on the on the topmost layer, it's just like, why would you enjoy someone playing the game rather than you playing it yourself? I've I've always looked at like online content creators as entertainers rather than um, people just playing the game. It's I mean, I watch walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. I watch playthroughs of my favorite YouTubers like Jesse Cox, Jesse Cox, and Jesse Cox. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, you don't fucking yeah. watch Noira. I am ashamed of you. Are you even my friend? You don't even watch my videos. <laughs> uh, I'm your 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 drive by supporter. Where I say hi, and you I say, say hi bye. and bye, pretty much. No, you just say hi and disappear. You don't even say bye. <laughs> you just say, "Whoop, there he is, and he's gone." I think <laughs> once a week I will say hi, and that's my quota. <laughs> I have fulfilled my friend duties. Mm. I have said hi. It's like, you know, back in the days on Facebook where you kind of had to poke a friend <laughs> for obligation. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like not yes, a good that's, friend. <laughs> that's, that's what I have. I, I just poke on your Twitch, screen, uh, Twitch stream. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, you know, like um, YouTube fucking demonetizes everything. Like all these short clips that I'm uploading and stuff. <laughs> They're demonetizing everything. Why? It's beautiful. 
Like, the, you know how YouTube gives you an estimated revenue on like your dashboard? Mm-hmm. My estimated mm-hmm. revenue is like $2 for 28 days. How fucking amazing is that? That's a very amazing. I'm at zero. Yeah. <laughs> and I have like seven videos. I'm like no 200% ever... higher than you. So I guess I should appreciate it. <laughs> yes, you should. $2. Yes, you should. Two dollars for twenty-eight days. That I think this is why lots of people are saying bye-bye to to YouTube and saying hello to Twitch. It's it's gone oh, pretty yeah. bad. I think YouTube is starting like. I think from gaming pers- perspective, yeah, I think t- YouTube is not a good platform anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's starting to go into streams. That's definitely for sure. But for everything else, it's still fine. Yeah, for like lifestyle videos, like or like you know Linus tech tips and stuff. I mean, they're doing well. Like reviews, vlogs. I think is that you just have to have really a really good business mindset to take your gaming channel and make a lot of mini- money mean, on YouTube. I could easily <laughs> sell out by fucking playing Minecraft <laughs> and Roblox, and Ew. I could make a, a shit ton of money every month, but. I don't have the yeah, mental show capacity. Skin, then... Yeah, I could be a booby streamer, but I, I just don't have the mental capacity to do that, man. I'm I really I'm the type of person who finds it really hard to sell out and constantly do it. See guys, I will never sell out. And one day this shit will bite me on my ass because I've said I definitely before. will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna remind me again it's like if Remember I... that time you said you would never sell out? <laughs> <laughs> One day if I ever turn into a booby streamer. <laughs> yes. Do I'll you be, remember? Uh, that's when I'll watch your Twitch stream. <laughs> hey, I'll send do it every you remember? Yes. You'll just like clip this this part of the podcast and be like, Hey, Dora. Do you remember? <laughs> the 21st night of September. That one 29th that's of do. January. That's the difference. Yes. Do you yeah, remember whatever. the time when you said you wouldn't sell out? <laughs> If I, I ever get around to it, and I ever, if I ever get like a small following on YouTube or Twitch, I am definitely fucking selling out. Really? I, mean, I want my fans to know that you, <laughs> that I am doing well. <laughs> you want like, them to know you as a sellout, yes. No, no, it's not as a sellout. It's that I'm doing what is best for my channel. <laughs> in, inclusive fans. If I get more money, it means I get better, better specs on my PC, better merch, right? Here, so, here. So here. I'm definitely selling out. If if I ever get that snowball, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no, don't think about it yet. I mean, we should think about this podcast oh, yeah. first. The Vinanora podcast. Podcast huh? first. The Vinanora podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Alright guys, that is it for today's Vin and Neuer podcast. It was all for shits and giggles. Hopefully you all enjoyed it and had a good time. If you do, mm-hmm. don't forget to drop that subscribe and so you can get notifications for the next one. Click mm-hmm. any like, that like button. Mm-hmm. When will our next one be? I mean, we're, we're, we're going for bi-weekly, yes? Yeah, we're going for bi-weekly, that's for sure, so... Every other week, you'll be hearing our voices mm-hmm. on your radio. And if you've, got, if you've got some suggestions for us or like some, some shit you, you guys want us to talk about, be sure to leave it in the mm-hmm. comments below so we can check it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or slide in in DMs. That's cool too, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever works for y'all. Yeah. Whatever works for y'all. All right, uh-huh. guys. That's it for today. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Vin and Nora signing out. Bye-bye.
Adios. Bye-bye.